Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hour number two, the Chris Gordy Show underway here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. And we waste no time getting to this guy. Love talking with our buddy Sam Spiegelman over at TigerDetails.com. We are a week away from the early signing period. So a lot of guys will be putting the names on the dotted lines, the fax machines, or whatever we do in 2018-2019. Last year's early signing period, 80% of committed prospects signed. 65% of the entire class came off the board. So obviously the day in February is still a very big day, but the early signing period has what's uh, garnered so much attention now. And uh, Sam, I know you're on the road in beautiful Montgomery today. You'll be checking out the... Alabama Mississippi All Star Game. Uh, some pretty big names going to be out there today, right? Yeah, I usually don't want to make this trip unless I really have to. But this year, it definitely demands <laughs> me being in attendance for sure. Uh, I guess from as far as like some of the big time recruits, Nicobe Dean, Ray Darius Jones, uh, two of the big names of interest there. But as far as LSU folks go, Peter Parrish, uh, their quarterback who just won the state title last week, he'll be out there, right? Yeah, so will LSU linebackers commit Kendall McCallum out of Oxford, uh, Alabama. A couple of these Mississippi defensive linemen that are still uh, planning to make LSU official visits next month. Charles Moore, Jaron Handy, uh, Nathan Pickering, Byron Young, they're all committed to rival SEC teams. And uh, Christian Williams is another guy out to check out. He's committed to Alabama from the from the uh, Daphne, Alabama, and he also – uh, we'll be officially visiting LSU. So those, while, you know, the early signing period, like you said in your opening, you know, it's signed about 80% of your signing class, there's about five or six spots that are going to still be open with February uh, on the horizon. And even though these, some of these guys are uncommitted and you know that LSU is after them, there's a lot of committed guys that the team is still eyeing uh, to that final signing day as well. Well, let's touch a little bit on the class that LSU has. Some of the names that uh, that are already committed. Obviously, the big the big three: Cardell Thomas, Derek Stingley, and Trey Palmer lead the class. Uh, and I know you guys what the latest rankings you put out last week. Derek Stingley still holding strong as the number one recruit in the nation, right? Yeah, you know, obviously, it's it's really it's gonna. I think, in my personal opinion, the way he carried himself his senior year as. Obviously, everyone knows who he is, and even when they knew who he was, they, they tested him a lot his junior year, 11 interceptions in 11 games. Uh, they they tried they avoided him entirely this year. He still had three picks early on in the first couple of games. Uh, I think those coaches learned their lesson. Uh, from then on out, he just dominated on the offensive side of the ball, even through injury. Uh, you know, obviously, we have one more, one more ranking that's going to come out, uh, and a lot will hinge on how Derek against these other elite guys at the All-American Bowl next month in San Antonio. But, man, it's hard to imagine that Derek Stingley's the fine-tuned prospect SEC-ready is going to slip up. Uh, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't in four years as long as I've known him, so I don't expect him to, to come from that number one spot. 
let's touch on uh, the numbers, uh, Sam, because as it stands right now, LSU has 19 total commitments. The number is is 25, but that changed a little bit last year, right? Because they said, you know, if you signed under that, you might be able to go over it. Where are we right now? Like, for, for anybody questioning, Alabama sits at 24 signees. That tells me they only have one spot left. How do you, what's the maneuverability there in terms of room to breathe? Can they move some things around and get other kids in? So, so last year, Coach O had a decision to make. He signed 23 players. Um, he could have either added two more scholarships to his 2019 class, um, or he could seek out transfers at those positions of need, um, which he did. He got Joe Burrow from Ohio State, Terrence Alexander from Stanford, which was a de facto addition to the 2018 class. So LSU could sign 25 players this year. Um, Alabama did not sign a full class a year ago. Um, they did get, I believe, one or two transfers to come in, but they have the ability, I believe, off the top of my head, to sign 29 players in 2019. That number I'm not 100% sure of, uh, but they did not sign a full class a year ago, which gave them some more flexibility this year. Okay, yeah, there's just a little confusion there on, on how many players they could, you know, they could bring in because I think a little some people got their hopes up. And went, oh, Alabama's already at 24; they can only sign one more guy. But I knew I knew there was a, a little uh, discrepancy there. What about A and M? They came out of the gate so strong, and they're sitting at 22 right now because they just lost a, a kid to Alabama. They were at 23. Uh, do you know what A and M signed last year? Is that I mean, are they going to be hard capped at 25? Uh, off the top of my head, no. I, I'm not sure what A&M situation is, no. Okay. I, I'm just wondering because what, a lot of LSU fans get up in arms and look, well, A&M's ahead of us, A&M's ahead of us. But then you start to look at it and go, okay, well, if A&M only has a couple of spots, but LSU has six spots left, that tells you if LSU gets a couple of four stars, maybe a five star in there, they're going to jump up and climb climb up into the rankings. If you had to project it right now, I mean, obviously there's some, some undecideds out there, but there's potential LSU could climb into that top five when it's all said and done, right? Yeah, I I expect LSU to finish somewhere in the top five. They lost a commitment. They were up to number three in rivals. Um, Grayson Miller slipped to West Virginia, as he was expected to do. Um, LSU is still in the mix for multiple four and five stars uh, this early signing period. Uh, and then, obviously, down the stretch into February with guys like Ismail Sopcer, uh, are just among the few guys that, that could potentially sign in February, along with Devontae Lee, uh, that could instantly boost them past Texas A&M. But, uh, but LSU is, is almost a lock to land somewhere in that top five with, with a really strong finish. Let's uh, with the with the early signing period coming up next week. Are there any undecideds right now that would that would potentially sign with somebody next week, or are most of the undecideds at this point going to wait until that February signing date? No, there's a lot that are going to sign, especially, you know, kids that are going to enroll early or, or kids that, you know, sometimes, you know, last year Terrence Marshall was someone who was ready to make a decision in December. He didn't need to go out till February. He ended up early enrolling at LSU and obviously started against Miami uh, week one for LSU. Um, Siaki Aika, the big nose tackle out of Utah, uh, is going to announce on the 19th. So is Nicole Dean. Uh, obviously a five-star linebacker, number one middle linebacker in the country, who just came off an official visit to LSU. Radarius Jones, um, who sits at the top of LSU's DB board, also going to make a decision next next Wednesday. And Jay Ward, who is uh, another 
who was offered right after Marcus Banks, who committed from LSU, became another guy LSU added to their board, their wish list for 2019. Those four are the big four uh, I'll be monitoring next Wednesday. Uh, I know you got to take in some of the state championship games this past week. Uh, obviously, some big names that were out there. You mentioned Ish Shop, Sopshire out there. Um, any movement from any of those guys? Any talk of uh, uh, come forthcoming decisions from any of those guys anytime soon? Well, you know, Ish now is really going to start diving into his visit. He is, you know, as of December 12th, he, he has not scheduled any official visits. Um, you know, I think you know he's he's not a big talker. He he really just wanted to win a state championship, and and he knows that he has the luxury of waiting till February sixth. Um, the big thing with Ish is, is we all want to make it out to be an LSU versus Bama battle, and and it might very well be uh, just that, as simple as that. But he's really listening to all of these schools he embedded in his top seven. Um, besides LSU and Alabama, I think Texas A and M and Oregon are two teams that just kind of monitor. Um, the big thing with Ish is obviously going somewhere where they develop defensive linemen. Where so LSU and Alabama certainly fit that criteria. Um, he wants to, you know, go basically go three and out and then have that NFL career, and, and that kind of works basically wherever he goes and gets developed. And the last thing he's really considering is, you know, is, is his brother going to find a spot at one of these schools? He seems very confident. You know, back in August, that was all the talk as Rodney had picked up an offer from LSU. Um, he had not brought that back up until this past weekend for the first time in, in four months. LSU is the only school that has a scholarship offer out to Rodney. Um, he says that Alabama is going to follow suit, and he expects at least three more schools. Uh, he would not name them to to find ways to get Rodney uh, a full scholarship. Now, when I talk about preferred walk-on spots, full scholarship, and I asked him straight up, is it as simple as if LSU is the only school that has a scholarship out to Rodney, is, is that the decision? He said yes. So we, it's, the ball is now in Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and all these other head coaches' corner. Uh, will they put an offer out to Rodney? You know, are there going to be tricks and trades to try to get him on, on board? Uh, I find that to be very interesting, something I'm going to closely monitor. Um, but, again, I think this is an LSU-Bama battle with Texas A&M and Oregon still squarely in the hunt. And that's a tough thing, too, right? If you're Coach O, you're going out and visiting all these kids and hoping to get, you know, solidify this class. But, I mean, knowing in the back of your mind, you basically have to keep two spots open for Ish because, you you know, you, ideally you'd have to bring his brother, too. I mean, is that that makes it a little bit difficult with the numbers game, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always difficult with the numbers game because you want to be recruiting, you know, eight or nine guys for, for potentially five or six spots in February. Ishmael has been a priority for Coach O for over two years. Um, and he's, he's not going to stop recruiting other defensive linemen, like I mentioned at the top. You know, they're after this Byron Young and Nathan Pickering and Charles Moore, uh, Jaron Handy. But these guys are all committed elsewhere. And, and LSU is obviously in the mix with Siaki Aika out of Utah. But if, if LSU doesn't land him next Wednesday, that they're, they're going to go into, you know, the second signing day with just one defensive line lineman committed, that's Joseph Evans out of Haynesville. So, you know, there's a chance that LSU just kind of whips on a lot of these defensive line targets that are going to wait till February to sign, and they're going to officially visit LSU. But it's, it's always a lofty task to, to get a kid out of Mississippi to begin with. Uh, and then if they're already committed to an SEC school, to, to force a flip late. So it might just work out, the fact that LSU might have, you know, a few extra scholarship spots open, 
and then they could take Rodney. I'm really curious to see how it plays out. It says he's not going to budge on this, and, you know, obviously we've seen situations like this, you know, before. Leonard Fournette is, is a running back at LSU today as well. Uh, Keith Fulton, Christian's uh, older brother, took a preferred walk-on spot. So it's, it's worked out in, in different sorts of fashions, but, uh, you know, it's just is pretty resolute that it's going to have to be a full scholarship. So we'll we'll see what, what other teams follow suit or if it's just LSU's race to lose. I really like your uh, piece you put up on, on Devin White, uh, still kind of helping LSU recruit and kind of opening the floor up for, for recruits. And, hey, you know, you got any questions for me, ask him. Uh, what's, how is Devin White helping LSU on the recruiting front? Yeah, he, he just went out of his way to bring that up. You know, Devin played host to Kobe Dean last weekend. You know, Dean won the Buckus Award for high school linebackers. Devin, of course, won it for college football's middle linebackers. Um, you know, Devin, Devin has an uncanny passion for LSU, and it's, it's so uh, transparent whenever he speaks. It's hard for him not to bring it up. You know, I, I put on our board a little bit, just I shared a couple of memories that I have from Devin from the time he was a recruit uh, to his freshman and sophomore years at LSU, and then even this year, just conversations we've had off to the side. And that kid loves LSU. He loves the state of Louisiana, and and, you know, he'll do everything to put LSU in a, in a good spot to get another great linebacker. I know he's close with Dante Starks from Errant, who's committed to LSU. And, you know, I'm sure he, he will be speaking to Kendall McCallum if he hasn't already. Um, he just had, it, It's just so out there, and he, he, he doesn't shy away from it. And it's, it's really nice to see a college kid just kind of appreciate his time at his university. You know, getting to ride Daisy May last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> What a unique experience for, for someone with all that pride, you know, alma mater pride eventually. Um, it really, you know, as, as obvious as it might appear that he's going to go to the NFL draft to be a first-round pick, that passion is the only thing hinder, hindering me from saying he's absolutely going to go because he just he loves the idea of winning, and he loves the idea for winning for LSU and Louisiana. So it's, it's keeping me from saying definitively that Devin White is going to play for an NFL team next year. It's just it's just not something that we usually speak about. We never had to speak about that with Darius Geis or Leonard Fournette. It's, but we do need to speak about that with Devin White, which puts him in a class of his own. Yeah, I mean, look, all the projections, they still have him as a top 15 pick, and you really can't see him foregoing that. But you wonder, I mean, if he were to come back and stay healthy all year, you know, I mean, he wouldn't hurt his stock staying another year. So um, it'll be interesting to see. The best the best part about the website, samtigerdetails.com, that I love is you, you don't just cover the whole recruiting front. You cover LSU on a weekly basis as well. Uh, I know you were at practice yesterday. You got to go to the uh, press conference with, with Coach O. Uh, any big takeaways from the first day of practice getting ready for the bowl game against uh, UCF? Yeah, uh, Coach, Bi- Coach Bill Bush was, was missing, uh, working with the safeties privately, I'd imagine. Um, I, I don't foresee them giving Grant Delpit uh, <laughs> any days off with a big bowl game coming up. So you always kind of wonder, are they are they coming up with new looks for, for the bowl game that they could take in the 2019 season? They have a plethora of really talented safeties. So along with Delpit, who's going to return for his junior year, obviously, you know, John Battle was, was, was MIA at Paris, Kobe Stevens, Todd Harris, Eric Monroe. These are a lot of players that are very anxious to see the field um, I'd be curious to see what kind of is in store for LSU in terms of their secondary uh, come the bowl game against UCF. Corey Raymond took on Kerry Vincent and Terrence Alexander. Uh, those are probably my, my top picks to start outside of cornerback. 
along with Kelvin Joseph, uh, who's just kind of getting his fully healthy after a hamstring injury with Christian Fulton and obviously Greedy Williams not playing against UCF. Uh, Devin White was practicing. So is Jacob Phillips is going to miss that first half against UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. It looks like Pat Queen might be in line to maybe replace Jacob for the first half uh, of the game. Um, would really like to see Micah as well, potentially, or, or even Damone Clark. We haven't seen a lot of Damone this year, uh, or at least on special teams only. Besides that, uh, not too many other things. You know, we, we get our 20 minutes in the sun for the, for the practice, but <laughs> they do a good job. I expect them, I know that they're focusing a lot on competing, uh, you know, kind of get themselves kind of ready like a spring practice. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if there's some personnel moves, you know, as they start to maybe look at the younger guys, some of the backups that, that might be taking Greedy Williams and Devin White's spot, uh, maybe some of these young nose tackles, these middle linebackers, these DBs, like I said, with the corners and safeties, as they start to not only try to beat UCF and get to 10 wins, but turn the page to the 2019 season, which should be pretty promising for the Tigers. Last thing for you, Sam, and we really appreciate you taking some time out to uh, jump on with us. I was talking with an old friend this morning, and he said, "Who, you know, who's else you got in the bowl game?" I said, "Oh, they're playing UCF." He said, oh, "Y'all got that." And, and it's it's kind of interesting because that's kind of like the the tone that a lot of LSU fans have had. Like, oh, we're going to kill them. Oh, we wish we could have played somebody better than UCF. And I'm going, hold on here. This team's won 25 in a row. Like, they're no sl- slub by any means. Uh, the vibe I got from some of the players and everybody talking yesterday was that. They're not overlooking this team. They're not, you know, there's no lack of motivation. A lot of people wrote off Auburn last year as, oh, they weren't motivated to beat UCF in their bowl game last year. Uh, I get the different vibe from this LSU team this year. Yeah, the fact that the way the regular season ended against Texas A&M, I think that that obviously helps LSU's case here. If they had come out on top of a really emotional, long victory at at A&M, if if they were you know seventy four seventy two the winners and got the ten wins and you know were were in a New Year's Six bowl and and had their ten wins already was probably ranked five or six in the country. Well, I think that this could definitely present a trap game situation for LSU. But the fact that they came out just short in a game that was obviously so controversial that Patrick Queen still said he feels cheated over. They are angry. They are anxious to get back on the field. Um, this is the first time for a bowl game. Obviously, it's their first New Year's Six bowl game in, in some time now. I believe since uh, 2011, off the top of my head, I could be wrong. But they're anxious to, to get that 10th win, to, to get that bad feeling out of their mouth. Um, for Devin White, obviously, this could potentially be his last game. Um, UCF, you know, calls themselves the national champions. I think, obviously, it's a little bit comical. I think LSU knows what... The LSU fan base at least knows what LSU is capable of because they've beaten Georgia and they've beaten Auburn and they beat Miami so handily. Um, so I think if, if LSU was more of a seven or eight win team as, as many projected them to be, I don't know if anyone would be writing UCF off so quickly, but we've seen the potential and the ceiling of LSU this year. And obviously they didn't end this season on the same level that they were playing at in mid-October against Georgia. I think they're really anxious to get back to that level and put a, a positive note on the end of the season into 2019. So I think that all kind of factors in. And if, I don't expect this to be a close game, only because I, I just think that all these motivational factors are lining up really nicely for Coach O's team this, this bowl game. 
It will be interesting to see. He is Sam Spiegelman, uh, absolutely killing it at TigerDetails.com. Um, I, I tell you guys all the time to go get the subscription. I think you get, what, a $99 uh, bonus towards the Rivals Fan Shop if you sign up now and the annual subscription. And now is a better time than any, uh, Sam, for guys out there because, I mean, the, the early signing period coming next week and then all the the, uh, the details and info you need counting down to signing day in February as well, in addition to all the bowl coverage you guys will have. So uh, you guys are killing it, Sam. You do an awesome job. And, hey, look, if there's any surprises next week, uh, an LSU signing period. We'll have to get you on again, all right? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. All right, thanks a lot. Sam Spiegelman there of uh, TigerDetails.com. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter, at Sam Spiegs. Does an awesome job. Kills it. Him and all those guys, Jimmy Smith and um, Jarrett Roser, all the guys at TigerDetails.com. But go look at the front page. There's like eight articles on the front page, all written by Sam in the past 21 hours. So. Sam, Sam absolutely kills it with content. It's Chris Gordy show. A uh, quick break here. Uh, bottom of the hour. Stan Norfleet going to join us. Stay there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.